You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. You can also find me on Instagram and say hello, Trip Advice. You can also find me on YouTube, Trip Advice. I'm doing live shows every week, Wednesdays at five o'clock. Soon I'll be doing a live in-person show. I'm going to start booking guests and doing that in my hometown of Chicago. I'm very excited for that. That's coming up in, in just a month or two. And what other updates do I have for you? Um, yeah, join the lives. Come say hello. You're going to hear this episode, which is taken from my lives. You know, I've, I've been really enjoying doing them and I get into a zone. And sometimes when I'm in a zone, I give really good advice. You know, I don't know. For me, I do prepare content. I do prepare things that I want to say on the podcast. I have little outlines and stuff. But some of the best stuff and the most valuable stuff I think I've ever said always comes from off the cuff and just being in the moment and speaking to the truth of the situation or the question that is is being answered. And so the lives that I have, while I do prepare material, I do like to go off the cuff and and just say really great things that I think are going to be very helpful for you. And I want you to hear them. So you're going to hear that today. We talk about second dates, why you're not getting them, some things that you might be doing on the dates that are not going to be good to get second dates, and also some things that you should be doing to help you get more second dates. That's what this episode is all about. And then it flows into a Q&A that I do on my live. So you'll hear me answer some questions from some really awesome guys who join me over on YouTube. Again, that's Wednesdays at at 5 p.m. Central. I'm doing that right now. So love to have you over there. But if you don't join me over there, you know you're going to get the audio over here. So it's really a win-win for you. And I'm really excited about being able to share that with you. So let's get into it. Here is my live talking about getting second dates. What are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about not getting second dates, common mistakes to avoid. And uh, before I go into those, I just want to, I want to give my condolences to the family of David Wygant. David Wygant was a famous dating coach who unfortunately passed away from brain cancer last night. And I, I know that's pretty dark, but this is life, and sometimes dark things happen, and doesn't mean we should avoid them. David Wygant was a a mentor of mine for many years. We didn't really get along when we first met each other. At least he didn't seem to like me, and I didn't like him. But after uh, a year or so, we got along, and he was actually a really great dude. Uh, Sixty something years old, he just passed away, and um, this this live is is for him. This is dedicated to him. So if he's up there somewhere around here, I don't know. I'm not sure what I believe yet in some of those things, but if he's listening, David, you're awesome. David was an old dating coach who he was even part of one of my programs. One of my programs is called the Irresistible Academy. And month like six or seven, we talk about how to have an awesome bachelor pad. And he gave a whole tour of his apartment 
explaining what parts of his apartment were for having women over. So it was great. So David, if you're out there, man, you rocked. You gave great advice. I used to watch your advice before I became a coach. We're talking back in like 2005, 2006. I watched you on YouTube. I thought that you were, um, well, he wasn't putting out videos till a little bit later than that. But when I watched him, I thought, wow, this guy knows what's up. Really incredible. His advice, he, his gift of gab was amazing. If I could give the gift of gab that came from David and give it to you guys, you'd be ladies men in, in two seconds. So David, if I had a drink, I, I do have a drink here, guys, here's my, uh, half gallon of water that I chug from every day. David Wygant, this one is for you, my man. He should have had at least another 20 years in him. Ah, okay. Well, we gave our tribute. I think David would want me to go on with this live and give the best advice that I can give. So what do you say? Should we do it? Let's rock. We're talking about second dates. Common mistakes that guys make. We're going to go over all of that. And you know I'm here to answer your questions. So hit me with them. I won't be able to answer them in this period as I'm going over some stuff, but go ahead and and throw it all out there. Okay? Cool. So if you're not getting second dates you're probably making a few of these mistakes. Let's start with the first one, an obvious one. If a girl doesn't want to see you again, that means that she was bored. Plain and simple, she was bored. No emotions were spiked. She was not interested either the whole way through or maybe halfway through, things just started to fizzle. Things just started to die. So in order to have a successful first date, emotions need to be spiked, okay? They need to be spiked throughout. So that means that she has to be coming from this date going, something about that was fun. She had a good time. How do we do that? We flirt, we tell our interesting stories, we, like David Wygant would have, have a little bit of of the gift of gab, where you're not just answering questions in a way that's going to be to the point. Really, if I could sum it all up, when you're talking to a girl on a date, you don't even ever really want to get to the point. If you're getting to the point fast, that means you're really good at at getting to the point. But we want conversation to be a little fluffy. We want it to go out a little bit. We want it to go in different directions. We want to go on tangents. We don't want to just give a simple answer. For example, she goes, where did you go to college? And then... You say something like, well, I went to the University of Illinois. And that's it. Then she's like, cool. 
Um, you know, and then she's sitting there like, what else should I say? What? Is he going to ask me a question? So don't be afraid to fluff the conversation a little bit. This is like Convo 101. Where did you go to college? Oh, man, I went to the University of Illinois. I feel like I had one of the most uh, stereotypical college experiences, being that I was in this Midwest college, and every weekend it was all the typical fraternity stuff and beer pong and flip cup and Let's just say it was a wild time, right? So that's the second way to answer that question. Where can you go into a little bit of more detail? Now, once you start to master this and you get used to this more, you'll know how much detail to put in. You'll be able to read what she's saying. Like if she interrupts you there and says like, oh, we used to play beer pong all the time or whatever, whatever she's responding to. Great. Now we're on a tangent on that conversation. Let her talk about that. Okay. She's talking about that. Cool. And then you start asking uh, questions about that and you're answering questions based on that. So now we went from just asking someone where they went to college to now we're talking about, I don't know, drinking games and, and whatnot. Right. Yeah, so think about that, right? Think about conversation, how we can add more fluff to it on a first date. Think about where we can be more flirtatious. So we want to make sure that we're being flirtatious, which means we're spiking emotions by showing subtle interest. Subtle interest would be teasing a woman giving her really good eye contact, building that tension. It would also be by making challenging statements to her, qualifying her for the things that you're looking for. Right? So if we're not doing these things on a date, we're not flirting, we're not having a good time, we're not building a rich conversation, you will be forgettable. Now, the reason why I really suggest the flirtatious part is because it is possible to have an interesting and rich conversation, but there's no feeling involved. It's kind of like dead, right? It's like, you guys can have this great conversation. It could be really rich. And then she walks away and goes, conversation was interesting, but I felt like a friend vibe. So if we mix flirting involved in conversation where we can go on multiple tangents and have a rich conversation. So it's like conversation just flies by. Like if you, if you go on a date and you feel that it flew by, that means conversation was interesting. So we want that. We want a conversation. You you almost want to get to a point where you say to the, this is how you know it's a good convo, right? With your friends, with anybody, you say, wait, hold on. What were you, were you originally talking about? Almost as if you had some point you wanted to make, but you almost forgot what that was. And you forgot what that was because you're on so many tangents and you're, you're excited about being there and having the conversation and going through all these multiple topics. And you don't have to be going in there thinking, 
all right, I got to ask her this question about what she does. And I got to ask her this question about like, does she have any pets? And if you go in there with a checklist of too many things, you're not going to let it flow. Now, sometimes here's where it gets tricky. Sometimes you might be on a date with a girl and you end up finding out through conversation that she's a terrible conversationalist. And she is making it really hard to add to the conversation. Honestly, that would be a red flag for me. And you got to be honest with it too, because if you're on, you're on a date, you're talking to her and you know, for sure it's her. Like she's not asking you any questions, which by the way, I went on a date several years ago. It was by far the worst date I've ever been on. Cute girl. Nice girl. She literally never asked one question. Could you imagine being on a date where she doesn't ask you one question? Holy shit. I mean, brutal. You know what the crazy part about it was? After the date, I mean, I was, I was getting, I was trying to fast forward this date as fast as possible. 30 minutes in, I was like, this is brutal. We got to speed this up. Finally, I ended the date and shocking. She still wanted to meet up with me again. I say shocking because she doesn't, she didn't know anything about me. She never inquired. So whether she was, I don't know, nervous not good on dates, whatever it was, just brutal. So if you're on a date with a woman and you're noticing that she's not even adding to the conversation at all, that's one thing. We don't need to see those women again. But women generally, I will say this, positive stereotype for women, they are good at talking. They're good because they do it a lot with their friends all the time. Guys tend to be a little more recluse. Women will talk, talk, talk. They'll talk about their feelings. Like Megan, you know, Megan will be with her friends and she'll just spend hours talking to them. I'll be like, what are you guys, what are you, what are you talking about? There's only so much you can talk about in a matter of six hours. You know, they find a way. A lot of it's gossiping about other people, which gives you a, uh, you know, well, a lot of material there. But, but you're going to be on a lot of dates with women who can, who can really talk up a storm. I want you to match them. I want you to be better than them. I want you to have that gift of gab that R.I.P. David Wygan had, who could just talk to a wall. I mean, you have that. You got a solid date. Add in flirting, you're good to go. So that's common mistake number one, is you're not having enough conversation, interesting conversation, that she says, I want to come back. I want to see this guy. I want to learn more. I want to see what's going on. Okay. Next mistake is when you're on a date and you're feeling a connection, if you're not going for a kiss at the end of the date, 
you're doing yourself a disservice. You have to remember that the whole difference between any date or hangout with a woman versus you and your friend is that physical, emotional attraction plus that physicality. And I don't want to scare you guys too much. I'm not saying if you, if you don't have a kiss that you're going to end up in the friend zone. But there are plenty of dates that I've been on where that was almost the case. And we can even go to the second date. If you don't get physical, at least a kiss by the second date, huge mistake. Right. If you're not feeling it, well, first of all, if you don't want to see her again, you're not going to go for a kiss. But if you feel the connection, but you're unsure of where she's at, it's not the end of the world to not go for it. But I would still, I would still push you towards doing it because sometimes, even though you're not sure how they feel, They might be a little bit nervous to show you that, but really deep down inside, they're still interested. So at default, it's going to be better to make that physical connection. That is if you're interested, if you like her, if you want to see her again. I also think that it makes it even more awkward on a second date if you haven't broken that physical barrier just a little bit. Not always, but but a lot of the time, because that's there. What I mean by that is that thought of, okay, when are we gonna when are we gonna do the thing that I don't do with my friends? Right? Which is that physical barrier. And so I'll leave it to you to kind of decide whether or not it makes sense. But I want to encourage you to not avoid it just because you might be nervous. That is not a reason to avoid going for a kiss. Okay. That is, you know, never, uh, yeah, that's just not going to be a good thing. So really try to, you know, really ask, ask yourself in that moment, Am I not going for a kiss because I'm not feeling the connection or am I just scared of rejection? Because one way to get her to remember you is by going for the kiss because a lot of guys won't do it. And if you've done everything right up until that point, right, meaning you've been flirting, you've been chatting, you've been working on building that connection, you're getting to know her, chances are, she'll be receptive to it. And guess what? Here's the beautiful part. Going for the kiss never hurts attraction. If she wants to kiss you, great, you went for the kiss. If she denies the kiss, well, then maybe she was just never interested and she was never planning on seeing you again anyways. Or she might not be ready for the kiss, but. She'll be ready next time. So even if she rejects the kiss, that's not 100% that she's not interested. She still might be interested. It just might be 
a little too fast for her. So again, your, your call there. I don't know. Personally, I'd get a little bit turned off if she wasn't ready to, to be kissed on a first date and she liked me. Of course, if she doesn't like me, it makes sense. But I don't know. It's really, that's, a, that's personal to how fast you want to go with a woman. If I go for a kiss on the second date and she rejects it again, personally, we're not on the same level here. So you have to ask yourself, with kissing, with sex and all those things, you have to ask yourself, what's your limit? How fast do you want to have it? At what date do you want to have it? That doesn't mean that you're going to get it. But if a woman's moving too slow for you, you don't have to keep dating her. I say that to guys all the time. Like, Trip, you know, I've been on six, seven dates and we haven't hooked up with yet. I'll be like, okay. What do you want to say? She's not ready to do it. Have you, have you attempted? Have you kissed? Have you guys gotten intimate? Maybe he'll say no. I'll say, okay, well, you haven't attempted anything. So there you go. Or... She's just not ready. Say, okay, how much longer are you willing to wait? So you should be asking yourself that. It's best if... See, guys don't think about this as much. I don't think they think about this as much. Got to think about when are you ready to do it? Now, again, obviously, that doesn't mean it's going to happen when you're ready. But if it doesn't, how much longer are you willing to wait? Are you willing to wait Five dates, seven dates, 10 dates, 15 dates, 20 dates. Because I know that every date that continues, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, up into 15, 20, exponentially, men are going to be less interested. I'm not going to tell you how to think or feel. You think about that for yourself. What I don't want you to do is put women on a pedestal to a degree where you're totally fine with hanging around and going at her pace. If you don't like the pace she's going at, leave. But anyway, okay. So other mistakes for the first date. This is a big one. I think this is probably the biggest mistake that guys make. And... To be honest, it, it doesn't really have to do with not getting second dates, but it still begs to be mentioned. If you're not qualifying her throughout the date, this is one of your biggest mistakes. Dates are not about how do I get a girl to like me. The second you go into that mindset of I need to do whatever I can do to get her to like me, you're going to have. Um, you're going to be in for a world of disappointment because either one, you're going to try too hard and you're going to fail or it's going to work really well, but you haven't qualified her. You haven't asked her anything about her that's important for you. Dating is, is equivalent to the uh, a filtration process. That's all it is. Dating equals filtering. Why do we date? We date to get to know somebody and to see if there's chemistry, see if they're a fit for us, see if they match our non-negotiables. That's the whole reason 
why we're going on dates. Now, some people are just going on dates because they're trying to get laid. Uh, that's a different category. That's more just, you know, guys uh, having casual relationships. So that's fine. If you're if you're in the casual relationship zone, then no, you don't need to be filtering as much. But be careful because a lot of guys who are desperate to get laid will go on multiple dates with a woman, only interested in physical, don't really care about her, and all of a sudden you're hooking up by like date four or five. She thinks it's something completely different because you guys have been going bowling together and dinners and drinks and this and that and walks. She thinks it's this romantic thing. You're just using her for physical purposes. That's no good, right? So we don't want that because then you're just in a world of drama and having to deal with a woman who's really interested in you and maybe even breaking her heart just doesn't feel good. Not fun. Okay. So better to qualify, better to figure out when you're on the date, if you're looking for a relationship, is this a woman who I want to continue dating? You have to ask yourself, what are your non-negotiables? What are the three things that you need to continue seeing this person? Does it have to do with religion, politics, their health habits, if they want kids or don't want kids? What are your non-negotiables? What's important to you? Maybe you guys can throw out in the in the chat real quick. Just name one of your non-negotiables. I'm saying for you guys to say this because I want everyone to have some ideas. I want this to be collaborative so everyone can learn and get ideas. I'm like, well, what could be a good non-negotiable? If you don't know, some of you might already know. Well, some of you do. Throw one out there. Let's hear it. Not health conscious. Okay, so your it would be health conscious. Someone said not health conscious. So your non-negotiable is someone who is health conscious. I would try to get specific. Like, what does that mean to you? Really understand like what does health conscious mean? Because if you're not specific enough, if you're not specific enough, then it's going to be hard to find out. You want to have a question in your head that you can ask on a date where once you get the answer, you know right away if she passes the non-negotiables, right? So for example, let's say you're one of your non-negotiables was politics. You want someone who's, you know, um, I don't know, left-leaning, for example. You want someone who's left-leaning. So you might start asking her questions about politics. You might start talking about yourself. Like, yeah, I'm really into, uh, I don't know, this, that. What about you? Ask questions about it so it can trigger the response that goes, got it. Someone said uh, she can't do drugs. It's interesting. Um, that should be more of, so that's more of like a, a, like a, I call it like a default. It's not a non-negotiable because 
you know, think about all the things. Like, obviously, yeah, she shouldn't be into a lot of drugs, or she shouldn't be um, have mental health issues, or be a bitch, right? Or or be or uh, be a girl who doesn't respect you or not into you. Like, that's duh, right? I call them like default. Like, duh, she should be that way. <laughs> Brandon said, that's funny because I used to have a non-negotiable that she had to like drugs. <laughs> um, wanting to have kids, yep, that's that is a great non-negotiable. Or the opposite. If you know you don't want to have kids, maybe you already have kids. And so you want to be with someone who doesn't want to have kids. Great. So there you go. That's a non-negotiable. Yeah. So these are the things that we want on first dates. We want these on first dates so that we can use dating to our advantage or else you're just wasting time. Who wants to waste time? And here's the thing. If you don't know your non-negotiables, maybe you're on the younger side or maybe you're new to dating or maybe I was going to say just divorced, but a lot of guys who are divorced tend to know what they're looking for. Basically the opposite of their ex-wife. So if you don't know your non-negotiables, start dating, get into little flings, get into these little mini relationships, meet more women, go on dates. You'll start to discover them slowly. And it's okay if they change, by the way. Don't be scared. Like, I got to think about this so hard. I need to come up with three. And they got to be so good. Come up with three. As long as they're good, work through it. Go on the dates. Work through the process. If you find that one doesn't start to matter to you anymore, it might change. We had someone here watching too. Said that it used to be, uh, used to be something different. That's okay. It can change. It's... It's uh, it's dynamic. That's totally fine. But again, if you're not utilizing and working through the dating process, if you're not utilizing your non-negotiables, you're not working through the dating process and the way that it's meant to be worked through, really ask yourself what you're doing. It should be pretty binary. You're either looking for a girlfriend or you're looking to hook up. If you're in the middle of, of that or those two, honestly, if you're in the middle and you're not sure, just hook up. You're clearly not ready for a relationship yet. If you're not really interested in having a girlfriend, then you're just going on a bunch of dates for what? Unless, again, you're in the camp of, I'm having fun. Because you'll find the women out there who also just want to have fun. And they just want to have casual flings with you. Nothing wrong with that. So do whatever you want. Pick which route you want to go. And of course, it can it can change, but it'd be interesting. I don't know. If someone was, well, yeah, it depends, but it can change. But pick something. Go with it. The options are endless. These days, it's easier than ever to get on a first date. As long as you know what you're doing with your dating profile, as long as you're putting yourself out there to meet women, you will get on a lot of first dates and we utilize them correctly.
Cool. We got some questions coming in. We'll answer those here. Now, uh, you do see a link here on the screen, tripadvicecoaching.com. That is the link to the Trip Advice Coaching Program, which is your ticket to be getting more first dates. We have one-on-one coaches on staff to work with you. That means that you get a dedicated coach to personally help with your dating profile, to hold you accountable to go out and meet women, whether it's doing approaches or going to social events, creating a lifestyle that's attractive to women. And whether you're looking for, like I said, casual or you're looking for a girlfriend, we help with both. We help you with all of your goals so that by the time we're done coaching you, you know exactly what to do and how to do it. More options, more choice. I know that guys want more options and more choice because at default, we don't have that. So the one-on-one coaching program, the Trip Advice Accelerator Coaching Program, guides you, tells you exactly what to do. It's a premium service. I mean that in the sense where we will tell you everything that you need to do and hold your hand through the whole way. No stone is left unturned. No guessing. We know exactly what to do with you, whether you're 25 or you're 60 years old or you're divorced or you're any race or you're not from America. You don't even live inside of America. We help guys all over. We keep everything confidential, by the way. So everything's 100% confidential. Every guy that we work with, we have a contract where we promise under contract that we will not ever tell anyone that you worked with us. And the only people that know that you worked with us are going to be myself and the coaching team and some of our admin staff. But that's pretty much it. Hit that like button, guys. Let's get those likes up. Let's answer some questions. Trip is never being married a red flag to some women in your opinion. I'm 38 years old. No. So no, it's not. I'm going to hesitate to say this, but I'll say it anyways. I think it's probably a red flag if you're divorced. Okay. Especially recently divorced. So if it's a divorce many, many, many years ago, it feels like maybe it's not so real at this moment, but if it's a recent divorce, they get a little bit in their head of, ah, is the ex-wife still in the picture, blah, 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 blah. But here's the good news. Whether you're recently divorced or you have kids or you've never been married, guess what? Good news, gentlemen. It doesn't matter. Women will backwards rationalize why they should be with you if you make them feel a certain way. This is the reason why uh, I hate to say it, but it's true. I don't want to get too dark here. This is the reason why some women stay with very bad men. It's because logically, should they leave the relationship? Yes. Emotionally, it makes them feel a certain way, so they stay in there. We don't have to go too much deeper into that, but let's just say emotion is proven more powerful than our logic. And women, while logically they might say to themselves, I promised myself I would never marry or get into a relationship with a divorced guy or a guy who has kids or a guy who's never been married or whatever. If the guy makes them feel a certain way, 
then anything goes, my friend. Brandon said, what if you're just looking to meet people and learn about yourself and just see what happens? That's fine. Then you should just stick to a more casual uh, relationship. And you shouldn't, you should not be putting yourself into trying to get a girlfriend. I don't know. I'd be wanting to know what does that mean? Like learn about yourself. What do you need to learn about yourself? Learn about yourself in terms of how you are in a relationship? Okay, so that means you're looking for a relationship. Learn about yourself because you want to know what you're like sexually? Okay, well, then you should just be looking for something more casual. Trip, have you ever heard of the saying, she's never yours, it's just your turn? Yeah, I've heard that before. That's some red pill lingo. I know all that red pill stuff. It just, it, that, I don't want to go into explaining what that all means to be honest i guess i'll try okay fuck it so there's a saying that says she's never yours it's just your turn that means that women are hypergamous um they're always looking for the next best thing so she's with you for now but she'll be with someone else eventually the second you screw up or whatever, which is kind of true. I mean, in a sense, right? If if you're with a woman and you do things that are turning her off, then she's going to move on to somebody else. But red pill culture also talks about the fact that you don't even have to make any mistakes. She's always on the lookout for the next best thing. I don't really think that's true. I think that if you're a good dude in the relationship, exhibiting masculine traits, you're adding variety to the relationship so it doesn't get boring and she respects you, she's yours. So thinking about that stuff, worrying about that stuff, it's just not going to do much for you. I always thought looks were more important to women. Even hot, sexy guys with abs get rejected. Looks are important to women, but not as much as it is to men. We are way more visual than women. Because even, even women who say, I want a tall guy, plenty of them will end up with a guy who's not that tall, as long as he exhibits behavioral traits that she can be attracted to. Look at that. DJ Walls, former client. I'll be 60 this year, and I'm dating a 38-year-old. My man. Look at that. If you could be coached by any Manosphere figure, who would it be and why? Ooh. Interesting. Interesting question. I don't know all the figures out there. I don't know if I'd want to be coached by any of them, but it would have been fun to have a conversation with Kevin Samuels. I would have liked to talk to him. He's at least the classiest of the bunch in some ways. Um, RIP to him. Trip, I'm 21 and notice that older women are attracted to me. I work at a grocery store and constantly get compliments from lady customers, but not much of anything from girls my age. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know if you should put any meaning towards that. I don't know if any of that means anything. And I don't think the answer would be even important for you. I don't think you should worry about the answer. Guys, don't worry about too much about that stuff. You like a woman. You're interested in a woman. She's over 18. Talk to her. It's okay. Ask her out.
all good. Okay. I'm struggling to get the flow going after date. Thanks to her long night shifts and crazy schedule. Any suggestions? I hope you don't mean text flow. So, and that's what I think you mean, VD. We don't want to have any kind of text flow. We want to ask the women out on dates. So, doesn't matter if she has long night shifts and crazy. Oh, maybe that is what you mean then. Maybe you mean you can't meet her up with her again because of her crazy schedule. Honestly, so hear me out here. If it's if it's too hard to meet up with her because she's got a crazy schedule, either she doesn't like you, so either she's not interested in you because she won't meet up with you, which might be the case, or yeah, she's got a crazy schedule. Why are you trying to pin this girl down? Why are we settling for a girl who has a crazy schedule? Isn't that annoying? Of course it is. You already know it's annoying. You're annoyed right now. You're annoyed. It's not, it's not easy. It's kind of frustrating. You're asking the question. So why settle with a girl who has a crazy schedule that's impossible to meet up with? Wouldn't you rather pick another woman who it's so easy can you imagine if you texted a girl right now, said, hey, Thursday, I'm free. Let's meet up. She goes, okay, sounds good. Where are we going? You say, great. We're, we're going to this new sushi joint. Should I meet you there? Or are you picking me up? I'm picking you up. Sounds good. Doesn't that sound great? Actually, she is easy to make dates with when she is available. I meant text conversations. Well, we don't want to have text conversations. We don't want to, we, we, yeah, we don't want that. We don't want to have text conversations. We want to ask them out. We want dates. We want real conversations. Otherwise, you shouldn't be thinking about spending your time texting her. You should be thinking about other things in your life. You have a lot of other things going on in your life that you need to be paying attention to versus what the text conversation is like, like dating other women. Spending time with other women that you're interested in, your hobbies, your goals, your career, your friends, your family, spirituality, your personal development. I don't know about you guys, but as I get older, the days get shorter. I wake up and all of a sudden, dinner is over. I don't know how it happens, but it does. Life keeps getting faster. We only have so much time in the day. Worry about the real things that matter. Danny's right. Texting is a tool to get her on a date. What would you say is the average notch count of an attractive woman in her 20s in today's day and age? Um, Do you believe that it's as high as what the red pill space says? I haven't done my own analysis on it. To be honest, nor would I think I would get accurate information because I bet you a lot of women are probably lying about their notch count. So... I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know what the average is. I bet you it's a lot higher than it was 20 years ago versus 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. I think it's just, it's gone up and up and up and up, at least in the West. I can absolutely see that being the case. So something to think about guys, as you're out there, how long should a date be and what are good date ideas and spots? Thanks trip. Love your content. You know, a date, 
two to three hours, maybe four. And I like to go by, I like to go by a general flow. If it doesn't exactly happen this way, it's fine. But in general, I think the flow should be first date drinks. And I mean, alcoholic drinks. And if you don't drink alcohol, you get a mocktail. It's just a real nice, more sensual, romantic environment. Date two, dinner. Date three, dinner at your place. Date four, dinner again, maybe, or an activity or an event or something like that. That is the best. If you end up having dinner on a first date, it's fine. If you end up doing coffee on a first date, it's fine. It's not the end of the world. I just think it's ideal to do it that way. Again, it might not lend itself towards that. Once in a while, you connect a little bit more with the woman where you just want to do dinner and it kind of makes sense. But if you barely know her, why are you going out to dinner? What a commitment. If you just swiped with her on the apps, you barely know her. Grab a coffee, grab a drink. You know, a lot of places these days serve mocktails. So, you know, grab a mocktail so you're not getting drunk all the time. Nice. DJ Wall says, I don't text or answer the 39-year-old texts. I only text to get her on a date. And look at that. It works, doesn't it? Do women see through the methods that I teach? Like, would you ever go through my program or go through one of my courses And she can tell, like, that's a line that you're using. Like, does any of my material ever, can you ever get caught using it? And the answer is big time, zero. Never. The methods that I teach across my channel, podcast, coaching program, my courses, my book, All this stuff, it's about how to be the more attractive, natural version of yourself without doing anything gimmicky. So it's anti-gimmick. It's all anti-gimmick. So no, you'll never get caught using any of the stuff that I teach. Nothing is gimmicky, pickup-y, creepy, weird. It's all the most natural, normal ways of attraction and talking to women Tapping yourself into that, becoming that guy, and then getting results. That's the beautiful part about it. Have I ever faced anti-Semitism in the dating scene? Um, None none that I'm aware of. I got to say, I'm pretty lucky. I haven't faced any much outward anti-Semitism. A couple of comments on my TikToks or YouTube, but I mean, I can count on both my hands how many times I've heard that. In the dating scene, never. Yeah, never been an issue for me. So either people are just secretly anti-Semitic or, you know, they they realize how awesome I am and they learn something about how Jewish people can be really great people. I, I hope it's the latter. All right. Trip, I'm 25, never been in a longer relationship. I've had flings on and off. Am I missing out? It feels like I'm late to the party and I have a lot of just norms with dating I have to catch up on. Big time Pluto, 
my friend, go on 10 dates, you'll be caught up. 10 first dates, you're caught up. That's it. You don't need, um, there's not much to catch up on. You'll know exactly what the dating environment is like. You'll know exactly what the dating market is like once you get out there. 10 might even be a stretch. You could probably go on five or six dates and you'll know exactly what's going on. So no, you're not late to the party. And dude, you're 25. You sound like a 40-year-old asking that question. You're fine. Trip, I met a girl online afterwards, asked her to meet up in person. And she asked for money, for gas, for the ride. I stopped talking after that. Did I do the right thing? Yeah, that was most likely a scam. 100%. And if it wasn't a scam, how, how weird is that? How pathetic is that? For a girl to be asking for a favor so early on in a from an app, right? It's like you dodged a bullet no matter what. A woman once gave me her number voluntarily but showed very little interest when I called her. Why did she give me her number in the first place? Derek, the reason why that probably happened is because women live in the emotions of the moment. Earlier on this live, I explained that women well, women are, are more emotional and men are more logical, generally speaking. And women make a lot of their decisions based on how they feel and their emotions. So in that moment, she might've thought, I like this guy. Something triggered that spike of emotion, whatever it was, she liked you. And then later on, when you try to reach out, she's in a whole new environment. And she's not thinking and feeling on the same level she was once when, at the point where she gave you her number. That's why guys ask me all the time. This is just one area of proof that men are more logical and women more tapped into their emotions. I have men ask me all the time, Trip, I had this great day with this girl. We kissed. It was awesome. Never heard back from her. Why? Trip, met this girl at a bar. We were talking all night and we kissed. Or whatever. We didn't kiss. We were talking. She gave me her number. We planned a date. Texted her. Never heard back from her. Because women are in the emotions of the moment. So it's going to be a gamble. Hopefully, you caught her at a time when the emotions were flying and you catch her next time when she still remembers that good time. She's not in some bad mood. I mean, I've talked to women also who really, they told me, I've heard this so many times, where they really like a guy, but they would just ignore him. I said, if you like a guy, why would you ignore him? I don't know. I just, they didn't have a good reason. They're just like, I don't know. I just didn't feel like it. I wasn't sure. I don't know. They're 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 menstruating. They're they're in their cycle, right? They're thinking differently. We're men. What happens with us? We kissed a girl. We liked a girl. We want to see her again. It's pretty much just how it goes for us. Generally, you know, when we take an action like that, when we like a girl, we'll just do that. That's that's one of the biggest differences. Uh, what are your thoughts on dating early in the day as opposed to dating in the evening? I like dating in the evening, at least for the first three dates. It's less of a friendship vibe. I just, again, 
women are emotional, right? So I want to create a situation where because women are more emotional, you know, I want to create a situation where it can be that more romantic-esque vibe. There's a different feeling you have with someone during the day than you do at night in a dimly lit place, right? You know that. It's a totally different vibe. So that's why I I highly recommend the first three dates being something at night. Have you ever seen a woman approach a man she was interested in? Does it happen as often in my, doesn't happen as often in my opinion? No, I've never seen it once. And I don't think it's even happened to me. Maybe, maybe once I have no memory of it. Like maybe it happened one time to me. But it was never like an approach. Like I think it's if it's ever happened to me, it's like I'm already next to a girl and she like says something to me. I don't know. Is that an approach? Maybe she might be opening up conversation with the intent to flirt with me. But I've only seen intent to flirt from a woman after I've approached her. That's when I'll see those signs. Never before an approach. So yeah, it it um it doesn't it doesn't happen too often, Danny. That's why I'm encouraging you guys to push yourself to go out there. So, Trip, would you say it's common for women to often date the same type of guy multiple times? If I'm a completely different avatar than her previous partners, how could I win her over? Uh, don't even think on that level, Marcellus. Just don't don't even don't even ask that question. Again. I think a theme here with some of the some of the questions here is like there are women who will absolutely date a guy that they find themselves attracted to emotionally who they go it's so weird I mean I don't know about you I've heard this a lot a guy a girl will go it's so weird I'm dating this guy and he's totally not my type I actually literally heard this last month I was with one of Megan's friends and she said exactly that. She's she's in the dating scene. She goes, yeah, I went on a date with this guy. It's so weird. I said, what? She goes, yeah, it's just so weird. This is not a guy I would typically date. So I go, okay, what kind of guy do you typically date? And she would mention whatever the type of guy was. And um, yeah, so why does she decide to date this one guy that's not the type of guy that she usually dates? Because he made her feel something. He got her attracted. He got her to a level where she didn't need to think anymore about what he looked like or what he did for a living or any of that stuff. So, and if a woman approaches, she is playing the masculine gender role. Yeah, it is pretty masculine. I guarantee you, if a woman ever approaches you, she probably has masculine tendencies. And I would be curious to see how feminine she really is. A date would have to tell, but you could tell. Gentlemen, it's been an honor, a pleasure. It's been a great session. Uh, another quick just shout out to former David Wygant, who unfortunately is no longer with us. 
he was a guy who was a, a dating coach for 30 years. He was one of the, he was literally one of the first dating coaches. This is like pre the game, pre Neil Strauss and pickup artist. He was the OG doing it in a way that was not creepy or weird or anything like that. So David Wygant, this is dedicated to you. I feel like you lived a great life. I didn't know you that well, but from what I do remember, you lived a very full life. Unfortunately, it was taken from you way too fast. RIP to you, man. All right. Guys, next Wednesday, we good? We in? Who's in? We're doing this. 5 p.m. Central next Wednesday. I'm taking questions. We're going over some good stuff. If you need help, tripadvicecoaching.com. Go there. We have people on staff waiting to do a free call with you all hours of the day. So whether you are a morning, afternoon, or night person, we can get on the phone with you for free. We'll chat about how coaching works. We can tell you how we're going to get you results. We can explain how our one-on-one coaching program works. We have financing now. So if you don't make a lot of money and you want to invest, into this program, we can get you a very good loan that you can be paying off like a couple hundred dollars a month. We have even have some loans that are better than a credit card. So we can work with you. We got options. We can help you. If you go to tripadvicecoaching.com and you fill out an application, you can get on our calendar. We can chat with you and how we can help you. Danny, good. Get in there, man. Fill out an application. Marcellus, good. Fill out an application. Thank you, guys. See you next week.